What is the definition of peace for the believer? How do we experience that peace that surpasses understanding? Founder of Million Praying Moms, Brooke McLaughlin, takes a deep dive into peace in this new devotional we're talking about today, Everyday Prayers for Peace. And Brooke joins us right now. Good morning, Brooke. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for taking the time out of your schedule to visit with us. We sure appreciate it. Hey, uh, no problem. Yeah. So, Brooke, you've had two books out already uh, in this Everyday Prayers series. Why did you pick peace for this one? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. It has a personal answer and a practical answer, so I'll give you both. Okay. Learning learning to live with peace in my own life, just in, in me, despite what's happening in it, you know, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, has been one of the most important life lessons that God has taught me in recent years. So it's very personal for me, this journey of being able to uh, find true biblical peace despite what's happening around me. But I will tell you, we're also hoping to eventually expand the Everyday Prayers Library so that it includes the entire fruit of the Spirit. So mm-hmm. we've, we've got joy, we've got peace, we have others coming up soon, mm-hmm. and we're excited to be able to provide this deep dive on something that God gives all believers when they come to Him, but we seem to not be not be radiating it in the culture today. So it's a great opportunity for us to intersect the Word of God with Mm. the culture. Mm -hmm. It is, Brooke. So as we think of the peace of God, uh, it's more than just an absence of conflict, isn't it? Mm -hmm. God's peace. What is God's peace? Yeah, absolutely. So the world, I think contrasting it between the world and and God's peace is, is helpful, is a helpful picture. The world says, that peace comes from those good, right, and easy circumstances. Or if you're like me and you're an introvert, sometimes we equate peace with just quiet. Um, when everything is going our way or when the house is, is quiet and everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing, we feel at peace. But Jesus said, in this world, we will have trouble. And I think we forget that as believers sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're surprised by it when Jesus was very clear um, it isn't realistic to think that our circumstances will always go our way. And when this happens, we tend to feel a distinct lack of peace. But we know from John sixteen thirty three that our peace is found in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Ephesians two fourteen says Jesus is our peace. So the main difference between worldly peace and biblical peace is that worldly peace can be taken away. Mm-hmm. You can lose it on a moment's notice. But biblical peace is yours as a believer because of Jesus, and it can never be taken away. Mm. It's really good. And we're talking with Brooke McLaughlin about everyday prayers. Peace is the topic this time. And a lot of people are obviously familiar with the verse in Philippians in chapter 4, and it talks about uh, do not be anxious for anything but by prayer and supplication. So why... Why is this, um, I guess, a good scripture when people are feeling anxious? And a lot of people are feeling that way today. You know, it is a very familiar verse uh, for most believers. We've read that verse. I've read that verse myself, uh, you know, countless times over Mm -hmm. the years. And one day, a couple years ago, I was in Philippians, not necessarily just studying that verse, but all of Philippians. Mm -hmm. And I came across it, and I remember feeling like, the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart and said, Hey, Brooke, what if you actually lived out Philippians 4, 6 through 7? Mm-hmm. Like in a, in a step-by-step mm-hmm. way, what if you actually put it into practice 
in your daily life. So this is what it kind of looks like. Okay. It, you know, just giving you a hypothetical scenario. Um, when you feel anxious, so the first part of the verse says, do not be anxious for anything. Mm-hmm. But we encounter lots of things in our world that make us feel anxious. So we have to begin to recognize what anxiety feels like in our bodies and learn to catch ourselves. For me, it means that my heart rate goes up a little bit. I might get a little bit shaky or or start to feel a little bit sick to my stomach. Everybody may experience it differently, but whatever it is for you, learn what it feels like and catch it immediately. Mm. You can even say the word stop out loud as a message intended to interrupt your thought process and turn it in a new direction. So this happened to me the other day at a basketball game. We were at our son's big rivalry game, and I started to really, the gym was absolutely packed. The Mm -hmm. chanting was going on back and forth, (laughs) and I was feeling anxious for him. I wanted him to do well, right? Mm -hmm. So there at the game, I felt this happening, and I didn't say it out loud because maybe that would be weird in a group of people, (laughs) but (laughs) but I did say it internally to myself, and that's one of the privileges we have as believers. We can talk to Jesus with our eyes wide open. But I I just said, stop to myself. And then I immediately went to God in prayer right there with my eyes open, watching the game. I immediately started praying and asking the Lord for what I needed, which Hmm. was peace. And I can, I can say like, this works anywhere. If you're if you're, you know, at home with little children, go to the bathroom and hide for a second. Mm. If you are on, on the road and you're in heavy traffic, pull off for a second. Um, if you need to go and get on your face before God in the bedroom or maybe even on your knees, go and get to Jesus. We have to learn to not prevent anything, not let anything prevent us from getting to Jesus. So mm-hmm. don't let another moment pass without taking your anxieties and cares to God and asking for peace. And I promise, when you go through this process, you will begin to feel a sense of peace, sometimes right away, and sometimes not. And I don't want to be Pollyanna about this. I know that there are uh, there are lots of, of uh, people mm. experiencing deep anxiety, and I'm not trying to, to um, make it feel like those things that they're experiencing are less than they are, less serious than they are. You might have to wrestle with God, like Jacob did in Genesis 32, um, until he blesses you with peace. But in my experience, what has worked is to literally refuse to move from your prayer spot until God gives you some measure of peace and the ability to trust him for the next step. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to go back and do it again, because the enemy wants us to be filled with anxiety because he knows it keeps us from functioning in the power of God. So if we feel it creeping back in, start the process over again. Go back to your prayer closet. Say stop to yourself in the middle of the basketball game. Pull back over. Get back down on your knees. Keep talking to God about it, and the victory will be yours. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you won't have a little bit of a limp as you get up, but it'll be worth the trouble. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And you have another action point on peace that I wouldn't immediately think of, and that is serving others. Tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 3.11, seek seek peace and pursue it. Um, So in this context, I don't necessarily think pursuing peace means that we have to be involved in peace treaties or conflict (laughs) resolution or responding to chaos in some way. I think pursuing peace for the believer simply means that we should be the ones acting 
in a piece proactively before we're asked looking for ways to serve others so that they can see Jesus in us. So I have a, just a great story that illustrates what this looks like. Uh, it was around Valentine's Day um, several years ago now, and Virginia, where I lived in the mountain, where I live in the mountains of Virginia, we got dumped on with snow. Mm-hmm. We had, I know you guys are getting snow today. We're getting rain here in Virginia, so I'm a little bit envious. But, um, I <laughs> love <you>. snow. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't necessarily like 22 inches of snow, and that's how much we ended up getting oh, in wow. a matter of, of hours. And my husband had just had ACL surgery, the mm. first of two, oh, and was still struggling to get around on crutches. Um, So, you know, my normally very helpful active husband was of absolutely (laughs) no help to me in that particular (laughs) situation. And our boys were really young at the time. In fact, the 22 inches of snow ended up being over my youngest son's head. So that's how how little they were at the time. And they tried to help me, but the snow was falling so fast that we just couldn't keep up. And I found it extremely stressful because my husband needed to get out and get to physical therapy. And so I needed that that driveway to be clear, but I just couldn't keep up with it. And so after a time, I gave up. So a couple hours later, I hear this noise outside. And when I opened the door to see what was happening, our neighbor, who was a new Christian, who had just started coming to church with us, hmm. looked up from shoveling our driveway, smiled at me, and said, love thy neighbor. Hmm. And he said the same thing to me each time he shoveled for us that evening while the snowstorm just continued to rage. He was a brand new Christian. And he demonstrated to me a seasoned Christian who obviously still had stuff to learn, that serving others is a joyful expression of promoting peace. Hmm. And I'll tell you what, that family... And I, our, our two families went through a conflict a few years later, a small conflict. But because we had been spending years finding ways to serve each other and love each other, we were able to get through that. And so I think, and, and with flying colors, and we're still, even though we aren't neighbors anymore, we still are in touch and good friends. And mm-hmm. I just think as believers, we can we can promote peace in our world by loving others the mm-hmm. way that Jesus loved us. And then when the storms come, we will have laid a foundation that will serve us well. Yeah, amen, mm-hmm. amen, that's for sure. Great examples there for us. Brooke McLaughlin and Everyday Prayers and Peace. So if we, are, um, you know, as believers, obviously we're ambassadors for Christ. Uh, we should be out telling people about the good news that we have and the reason that we have, the hope that we have. And if we talk to somebody that is either a new believer or just on the fence or not even a believer at all, and they talk about this whole peace thing with us, how do, how do you talk to them about that? Well, I think for people who are maybe not believers or who are young believers, I would start with talking about how the, the, really the, the basis for our peace is the peace that Jesus gives us between us and God. Mm. Uh, there is no peace between man and God apart from Jesus. That's why he came, to reconcile us to God, to bring peace between God and man. So I might start there, especially with an unbeliever, because they they don't have that yet. They don't have that uh, that peace, that forgiveness, that um, that that relationship with God to be able to to get the gift of peace that He's given us, um, or access it and use it. And really, you know, in Galatians chapter, I think it's chapter five, we're told that peace is one of the the fruit of the spirit. As a believer, 
we all, this is some good news for all of us who are listening right now who are believers, we all have some measure of peace living inside of us just because we know Jesus, because we have the fruit of the Spirit. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we all are just over overflowing with peace, but if peace is a fruit, if it is something that we all have some measure of, along with love and joy and patience and kindness, and, you know, we could sing the song, all of them, <laughs> um, if we all have a seed of that, um, then it can be grown with with love and attention, the same way we might, you know, try and grow a plant or keep a plant alive or make it thrive. We give it love, we give it attention, we water it, we prune it as well. Maybe the things in our lives that we uh, that we know God would want us to let go of, we nurture it and it grows stronger. And I think that would be where I would start with someone who is maybe not a believer or young in their faith. Mm-hmm. You you can have peace between you and God. And then once you do have that kind of peace, that salvation peace, peace can grow in your life. Yeah. So, Brooke, talk to the person that might be heading into work and they have a coworker or they have someone they encounter during the day, maybe even customers that just are looking for a fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you bring peace into the situation? Yeah, well, it helps me to remember that as believers, we have the kingdom of God at work in us and through us. We literally carry Jesus himself through the Holy Spirit around with us wherever we go. There is a there's a song by Jason Gray. Um, it's called With Every Act of Love. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics to that say, with every act of love, we bring the kingdom come. Yeah. And mm-hmm. those those lyrics help me remember that I literally carry Jesus with me into every situation I encounter. And because of that, as I choose, and and I would say it, it often is a choice, not necessarily a feeling, but a choice. As I choose to love people, especially those who are unlovable, then I have the ability to touch people's lives with the kingdom and seeing myself as a carrier of the kingdom helps me to start actually enjoying what could be difficult situations, because I know I am doing something. I am taking part in the bringing of God's kingdom and offering them God's peace. And that's a powerful scenario. When we, when we just kind of flip the switch from, oh, I have to deal with that person again today, to, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm carrying the kingdom. I am a kingdom carrier, and I am going to choose to allow the kingdom of God, the love of Jesus, to flow through me today to this person and just mm. see what God does with it because the results are up to Him, um, then that changes the way we look at those difficult situations. That's great. That is good. Mm-hmm. This is a great resource and can't wait for the other uh, in the series that are coming up too. But Everyday Prayers and Peace is the topic of this one. Brooke McLaughlin, the author and our guest this morning. Brooke, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much.